0: Percy, let me ask you this. Does the local church have an obligation to provide ministry support to the cancer community?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it does. The faith community has been mandated by the Word of God to unequivocally attend to the needs of the sick among us. And we need not to forget, though that ministry is hard and difficult we have been instructed by the Word of God that we should be available and ready to do so. Today, I think we should have a conversation about this mandate and discuss a bit further. Yeah,
0: we're going to have a friend rejoin us here today and talk about cancer care in the church. Mm. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for joining us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Rev. Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, the local church in cancer care is our topic today. I'm excited to share this information with our listeners. Well, it's been my life's work and my life's passion
1: for now, going on almost 30 years, my friend. And today we're going to dig into this just a little bit further. We're going to hear from someone who has been a part of this mission of mine over the last 10 years and really get some insight from his perspective.
0: All right. We'll hear from our guest. We also have a question we want to ask you, our listener. We're going to get right to the question here today. It's this. Do you believe your local church should have a cancer care ministry and why? Mm. What, What do you anticipate the answer to be from many listeners?
1: Well, I think that depending on who they are, uh, but in the day and age that we live in, particularly given the fact that recently, over the last several years, we've had some very high-profile spiritual leaders and or their family members who have died of cancer, I hope and pray that there will be a resounding yes and understanding that we should do this because the local church is just as impacted by cancer as anyone else. And yet, are we really prepared to react and respond to that accordingly, and have we made that a priority? So I would think, and I would hope, that the response to, do you believe your local church should have a cancer care ministry should be yes, and I'd love to hear some of the reasons why they feel that
0: way. Sure. Be honest when you answer at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect to answer the question. Do you believe your local church should have a cancer care ministry, and why? Well, we're going to get to our guest, our friend Mark Drystead, here in just a few moments, but you always have some scripture in your back pocket to share with us.
1: And so Luke 5, and actually you will hear it again within the conversation itself. Luke 5, verse 18, listen to what the, the faith community did with a man who was sick in terms of trying to support him. And so I pick up in the middle of the story, verse 18, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. And tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus, verse 19. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, up on the roof. (laughs) They went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat uh, through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. This helps us to understand The mentality and the disposition of where we as a local church, when individuals are dealing with sickness and disease and they may not be able to mentally or emotionally find their way at the feet of Jesus, we are obligated to do so to help carry them and bring them to a place where spiritually they can be nurtured and empowered and prayerfully, medically begin to receive
0: the type of treatment and care that will make a difference in their life. This will be today's conversation. Wonderful. All right. Percy, will introduce our friend Mark here in just a moment. According to the National Cancer Institute, though, approximately 39 percent of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address this issue, we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor or a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources, There's information about ministry training opportunities and our informative monthly email newsletter. Just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today.
1: Well, hey, hey, hey. It's me, Pastor P., the voice of inspiration, back with another episode and an interview, compelling interview, as I often say, and uh, and I'm bringing back to the microphone uh, my dear friend, and you've heard from him before. We've talked to him on a couple occasions, uh, Mr. Mark Drysdeck, uh, pastor, minister uh, Mark Drysdeck. We can't forget that he's also an ordained and licensed minister. Uh, but he is the uh, CEO of Infinity Concepts, and I'm going to ask him a little bit just to talk about some of the work that he does through his his company, because it really is profound, uh, the work that he does, which is how I was introduced to him. But he also is uh, now a... Uh, a thriving uh, prostate cancer patient. Uh, At the time of this recording, he had finished up his last set of radiation treatment and was doing well. And if you want to hear about any and all of those kind of elements about his clinical uh, journey and cancer journey, you can uh, archive some of the older shows with Mark and uh, get those full details. But today, what we want to talk about uh, is specific to uh, some of the work. And I, I put emphasis on some because he does so much with so many faith-based organizations over in Israel, uh, here in the U.S., uh, and which is how my relationship began with him uh, with uh, this podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration, as well as uh, the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care, free cancer care leadership training program that you've heard us talk about. And we're going to delve into some of that today. It's been a while since we've talked about our journey of hope. But before we do all that, let me just welcome Mark back to the show. How are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing well, Percy. It's great to be with you as always. And, um, yeah, I, I've been working at, uh, we started infinity concepts 20 years ago. Yeah, This is our 20th anniversary. And, um, we, we started an agency that was a little bit different than, um, anything else. It was a revolutionary concept and that we created what was called, what we called a brand communication agency. Mm. And uh, our premise was simply this. If we get the brand right, if we really understand what an organization wants to communicate, what their mission is, what their God given calling is, and we articulate it correctly, we can use that concept for advertising, marketing, fundraising, communication, ministry on multiple levels. And so for the past 20 years, we've been working with organizations around the world, uh, helping them to better articulate their message, and then helping them to um, uh, grow and become more effective and more efficient in what they do. And uh, right now we have over 50 clients around the world that we work with on a daily basis, but there is no client that we love any more than Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and our friend, Percy McRae.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And uh, the love is mutual and the respect is profound. And, and we want to use that as a springboard with regard to, and let me first say this, if there's anyone out here that's listening, uh, that you may have a ministry or uh, an organization that you're looking to kind of help build your brand, as uh, Mark just articulated. Uh, we'll have all of the contact information in the show notes where you can reach out to him at Infinity Concepts, uh, where he can provide you some consultation and, and some direction. And trust me, uh, this man uh, knows his business and he's very good at what he does and he's very thorough. So having said that, that's exactly uh, how we really engaged one another, uh, Mark. Yes. And that leads me into what I'd like to discuss for today. And that is, you know, why should the faith community uh, care about cancer that was uh, the dynamic or or one of the premises in terms of how do we continue to reach out into the faith community in helping them to understand the value and the mm-hmm. importance of of being engaged and equipped uh, about the conversation of cancer and i 'll start out by first saying just some basic information according to the American Cancer Society. Uh, as of the date of this recording, nearly two million cases of cancer are likely to be diagnosed in the year 2022, in the current year that we're in. So we know that the rate of cancer diagnosis is high. Both you and I are cancer survivors. We're part of this community. So there's no reason for us to stick our head in the sand and act like this doesn't exist. And, and anyone can be affected by this. And within the framework of that, of those two million cases, there is a number of those people who are sitting inside of local churches and and part of the faith community and in many cases uh, do not have uh, any real uh, boots on the ground support in terms of understanding uh, the nuances and the dynamics mentally, emotionally, physically. You talked about that in one of your previous interviews of of being a cancer patient and, and how their faith... Uh, can help impact that and help them. So first and foremost, let's talk a little bit uh and and reference this that, you know, over the past 3 years uh and not not that I'm sitting here keeping count. <laughs> uh, but we've had some very high profile faith leaders in the faith community that that most people are are clearly uh, aware of as household names. Uh, who have contracted cancer and and of course unfortunately uh, died of cancer. You know, uh, Brother Luis Palau. You know, the great evangelist. You know, uh, out of South and Central America, but his ministry is is worldwide. Uh, Carmen. You know, the the great uh, Carmen, who for you know twenty plus thirty years, you know, produced great. Uh, contemporary Christian music videos and live performances. Uh, I, I I went to one of his performances and it was it was unlike anything that I had ever experienced in my life as a seasoned Christian in evangelizing and sharing the gospel and and then of course you know the great Dr. Tony Evans who what is it that Tony Dr. Evans has not done has not been involved in and. You know, his precious wife of, of many years, you know, passed away, I think, just before COVID took place of cancer. So the point to be made here, and, and I'll ask you to kind of give some commentary to any that I've just stated, that, you know, cancer uh, has an impact inside of our local faith community, even to the degree of our, our own spiritual leaders. Uh, why should the faith community care about cancer? You tell me, Mark. What are your thoughts about that?
2: Well, Percy, I believe there's a statistic from the American Cancer Society That says somewhere around one in three people will experience a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime that means one out of every three people is going to hear the words you have cancer Mm -hmm. and um, some of those people are going to be um, uh, teachers and and lawyers and doctors and workers and laborers and some of them are going to be pastors yeah and christian leaders and uh, that's exactly what happens because there is no respecter of persons cancer is is something that affects everyone equally and uh, cancer is not a death sentence yeah cancer is a is a is a disease that needs to be treated and managed and uh sometimes people die from cancer right sometimes people survive and live with cancer so we want to make sure we have that hope and 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 that happens because of the faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and the healing that he has promised. And it also comes from good, solid clinical care yeah. um, as you're walking through that cancer journey. And so if we think about a typical congregation, if we just assumed an average congregation had a hundred people, I don't, I don't, I'm making an assumption, I'm not quoting a statistic. But if we said, uh, if, if there's 100 people in your congregation, it is likely that 30 to 35 of those people will receive a cancer diagnosis at some point in their life. And so it's important is for Christian leaders, for those who are in a, point, a position of influence and support and care, to be informed and to be able to reach out and support the people in their congregation as they're walking through it. And I also believe, and I know you and I have had many conversations about that, that not only should the leadership, but the people in the congregation should also know how to reach out and support one another as as their friends and and colleagues and family members are walking through this journey as well. So it's incredibly important that the faith community understands the dynamics of cancer, the impact of cancer, the emotional toll that cancer can play yep. in addition to the physical toll yep. and then what we can do about it as believers and how our faith impacts that journey
1: and on that note which you know you're exactly right and and that's a great response mark uh one of the things that when we initially uh engaged your organization infinity concepts uh one of the things first things that that you did and you do a lot of this cuz you're you're a data statistic kind of research kind of guy, you make sure that you delve into what are some of the histrionics of things and understanding what the landscape is and not just shooting from the hip is that you you and your organization sat down and, and I'll let you tell the story. I'm not sure if it was focus groups, but you had some discussions with prominent pastors and leaders and a cross section yes. of them across the United States. And you asked a specific question. You got a very interesting response. Share that story with us, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, we 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 did what we call IDIs, in-depth
1: interviews,
2: with a number of pastors uh, across the country, large churches, small churches, Pentecostal churches, Presbyterian churches. It was across the board as much as we could. Uh, and, and just walk through um, a series of questions with them. Uh, and we began with asking them, as a pastor, what are the... Primary um topics that you deal with in working with your congregation, in counseling your congregation, in supporting your congregation. And um universally, w- essentially universally, we had three responses:
1: mm.
2: marital relationships, yep. finances, yep. and physical illness. And when we said, "Okay, talk to us about the physical illness, uh, in physical illness that you're dealing with in your people, what is the primary type of physical illness that you deal with?" And they said, "Oh, hands down, cancer." I don't want to say it was hundred percent; it was that it was unanimous, but it was essentially a united uh, response across yeah. the board. Yeah, almost everyone said the same thing. Okay. So we we then asked the second set of questions, and we said, "Here's here's second set." Um, do you feel like there are adequate resources for you to help people with their marital issues?
1: Which was the key question to that, to that conversation.
2: Yes. And they said, Oh, absolutely. There's all kinds. And they began to list off different organizations, uh, family, family life today, uh, focus on the family, all kinds of different uh, counseling and supporting ministry resources that they could draw from as pastors in order to help counsel and advise people in their congregation who were going through marital and family issues. I said, okay, so let's go to the second one. When you're dealing with financial issues, do you feel like there are resources and tools that you can lean on as a pastor Mm -hmm. to help you help your people? I said, Oh yeah. You know, we have, you know, all, all these different Dave Ramsey, Larry Burkett, all these different resources that we can lean on to draw from and use those resources to help our people. Um, go through courses go through training learn how to budget learn how to address their 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 financial issues yeah absolutely i said okay when it comes to cancer do you feel like you have um the adequate resources in order to uh help your people through that and it was silent
1: Hmm. not so much
2: and they said well sometimes we go on the web and we google cancer and see what we can learn which of course is a dangerous thing Mm because there's all kinds of Mm -hmm. uh, good and bad advice online yeah and they said i said so what do you do how do you care for people and they said well it's real simple we we tell them that we're going to pray for them and we do we pray for people in our congregation who have cancer yep we take the meals if they're going through any kind of a treatment. We'll support them with some meals so they don't have to worry about cooking. Yeah. So that's great. I said, and then we tell them, "Let us know if there's anything else you need, and we'll certainly be there for you." Yeah. And we and they mean it with all their heart. But the thing is, I asked how often do people call you, and they said almost never. Yeah. And and that is in fact universal, essentially universally across denominations, across church sizes and scope. That was the response 10 years ago when we asked pastors, mm. how do you care for cancer? Yeah. We pray, which is great. We provide meals to the family, which is great. Yeah. And then we wait to see if there's anything else we can do, which is not so great.
1: And of course you, both you and I know now that we've walked, you know, we've been talking this talk for a little while, but then yeah. we became members of the club. Uh, yeah. And, and of course, for me over 20 plus years, you know, you know, going on close to three decades now, good Lord, I just celebrated an anniversary of, of being in this ministry. Uh, I, I knew that there was, there is so much more to from a nuanced perspective of psychological, emotional needs, spiritual needs of a cancer patient that, uh, no one really, really dared to delve into. And I think for a lot of different reasons, and that's another show for another day but but the fact of the matter is what you just stated, there was a void. There was a vacancy. Absolute,
2: absolute gap
1: uh, in, in absolute. this space. And so uh, which helps me to transition and segue in, into the fact that then, you know, you helped me and, and, and the Cancer Treatment Centers of America come to terms with uh, a real uh, baseline of understanding there's a real need here. And what you guys are wanting to do and what you have historically been attempting to do. Uh, there is so much that can be done here, and 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 here is the reasons why, based upon what you've just stated, that then we started and we really reformatted and really reinforced this concept called Our Journey of Hope, Cancer Care Leadership Training, uh, a free training program that now, you know, we've got over close to probably 3,000 churches now that have been trained worldwide as a result of understanding that gap and that need, help the audience to understand from your perspective. Because again, your whole mission with your organization is to get messaging and to reach people with the right message for a need that 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 is germane to them and important to them from a ministry perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. In 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 all of that process. What have you learned and and what has that done for you as as a person particularly being now someone who's walked the cancer journey it probably means a little bit more to you now than it did previously yeah.
2: <laughs> well you know I one of the things that I that I understood very quickly and when we began to do a little more research and start the the restructuring of our journey of hope was that cancer patients tend to withdraw mm. rather than reach out yeah. I thought it was interesting when the pastor said very rarely did people actually call on them mm. to help. But um, when I began to do a little more research, I, that's indeed what happens. And I know that's my experience too, as I was going through it, I was certainly grateful for those who did step in and and, and do things to, to assist me and my family. Yeah, But I, I was not, I was not really reaching out. I was really pulling in and dealing with my own processing of the journey and I think most cancer patients are doing that. I, in fact, I think you and I were are much better informed than most people. Correct. So that, that process was not quite as challenging, perhaps. But I think for everyone, when you have a cancer diagnosis, you your world is now being refocused in a, an incredibly intense way. And so even though you might have desperate need, the idea of reaching out and exposing yourself uh, in a new way is just something that, that doesn't happen. And so we discovered that what needs to happen is there needs to be a way for uh, people who are wanting to care, wanting to support, to step in and find the places of need and just begin to support and help and uh, be there for people uh, as they go through their cancer journey. So that was probably one of the big lessons for me. And you're right. Cancer isn't just a physical experience. It's an emotional, spiritual, yes. mental, and physical experience. Second thing that was big for me, uh, if you don't, if I'll keep going here for a second, is the impact on caregivers.
1: Mm-hmm. The yeah.
2: caregivers, the people who are supporting the cancer patients, have every bit as large a struggle, as those who are walking through the journey. Absolutely. And I think those two critical pieces, um, I, I think revolutionized my thinking. And certainly that was true in, in my personal experience as well.
1: Well, and, and what I'll add to that is simply the dynamic of, the you know, the the trauma and the hit to the psyche. You know, I think what happens is that, you know, typically people then just insulate themselves and, and try to, you know, withdraw and dig in and and draw upon whatever they think they have or whatever and and not reach out and it's interesting that you use the statement step in um, uh, we've interviewed uh, the president of the national day of prayer who uh, battled a 14-year brain tumor as well as her son later on uh, had a rare blood cancer uh, Kathy Branzell And one of the statements that she said when she closed her show, she said uh, she encouraged people, please step in. Do not step away because you're right. The normal response and I think the traumatic impact of being told that you have cancer is people just naturally uh, insulate themselves and go underground because they're just trying to come to terms with just hearing those words and and do not necessarily naturally reach out but as you and I have embraced uh, Matthew 25 we have a we have a mandate by the word of God that we have to be positioned and intentional, and and looking, and and providing a, a mechanism by way that we can step in as the body of Christ. That when you see someone that's hungry, you feed them. When you see someone that's naked, you clothe them. And when you see someone that is sick, you take care of them. That is a mandate by the Word of God. And of course, I'm paraphrasing that when we do this as unto the least of these, we have done this unto Christ Himself. So. Uh, Our journey of hope, you know, we we've now we've been rolling and we've been uh, supporting and helping uh, spiritual leaders and local faith communities free of charge, by the way, this program is and was and will continue to be in helping them start cancer care leadership trainings inside of their local churches uh, again well over 3000 or 2000 churches close to 3000 at this 3, point yep uh that has received this free cancer care leadership in Europe South America the Caribbean and and we're uh South America uh as I stated and on so we know that there's a need we're we're helping meet it and and you've been a huge part of of that process my friend and I, and and with that Um, I want to give you the final word Uh, now that we understand and hopefully this audience understands a little bit better uh, all that we've talked about. The final response of and we asked the question opening the show is, you know, why should the faith community care about cancer? Why should they? What's the final word? Say you, Mr. Mark Minister, (laughs) because I think it's a responsibility
2: uh, for us in the body of Christ to bear one another's burdens. I'm reminded of the story. I believe it's in the book of Mark. Um, Jesus was in Capernaum and and he was teaching in in the house and the crowd became very large and so much so that uh, you couldn't get anywhere near the house. Mm. They were just pressing around, trying to hear what Jesus had to say. And um, there was a young man in that uh, city that was a paralytic and he couldn't walk. But he had a couple of friends that wanted to get him to the feet of Jesus. Mm. Because they had a sense that if he could only get him to the feet of Jesus, something amazing could happen. And so I I, I envision, you know, this paralytic on a stretcher with four friends, one on each pole, end of the stretcher. And they would go through the crowd and they would nudge their way and make their way through this crowd that was just wanting to hear the words of Jesus and didn't want to pay attention to this Mm. this, uh, stretcher being carried through their midst. Then they get to the house and they can't get in the door and somebody has the idea, let's go to the roof. Hmm. And so taking someone up onto the roof of that house, it's a ladder. How do you take a paralytic up a ladder? I don't know. know. But somehow they did and they got him to the top and then they had to get inside. So they tore open the roof and they let the paralytic down and brought him to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Now, up until that point, he was not healed. Yeah, He was not changed. But there were people who were committed to making a difference in his life. Mm. I believe that our responsibility in the body of Christ is to bear one another's burdens. And that means that we need to be stretcher bearers. Mm. that take people who can't get there by themselves to the feet of Jesus. Our journey of hope, health, hope, and inspiration are tools that we can use to help us bring people to the feet of Jesus, where they can experience the grace and healing and hope and help that Jesus can provide. In the meantime, there are others who are joining in. There are medical professionals who are joining. There are clinicians who are joining. There are friends and family who are supporting lifting that stretcher up to the roof. There are those who are fighting through and determined to to believe God for a breakthrough. But all of that works together in the body of Christ so that we can bring people to the feet of Jesus. You've gone through cancer. I'm, I'm still going through the back end of cancer here. I'm so thankful for the medical care I've received yeah. and the clinical care I've received. I'm so thankful for the support that I've received from my friends and my family. But you know what? Jesus is healing me mm-hmm. and my health comes from the Lord and all of the other sources, the, the medical sources, the, The clinical sources are are valuable and important. They're tools in the hands of God. But it's God who gives the healing. And so my answer to you to that very simple question, why should the faith community care about cancer? Because we must carry the stretchers for those who can't walk themselves. Mm. We need to bear the burdens of those who can't get to the feet of Jesus on their own or who need a little extra help to get there so that they can experience the grace, the love, the power, the hope that only comes through Jesus Christ.
1: Well, that's the last word right there. I, I, I got nothing to add to that. And there's nothing more to be said today. You have heard from my friend, uh, my colleague, uh, a cancer patient, cancer survivor, uh, uh, and working through his process on the back end of his journey, businessman, CEO, uh, minister, former uh, Christian TV executive, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, today uh, from Mr. Mark Drysdeck. We're thankful and grateful that you took time out of your busy schedule. And oh, by the way, he does uh, tours over into the Holy Land of Israel as well in his spare time, in case you were wondering what he did when he wasn't doing other things. Uh, My friend, I love you. I thank you. I respect you. And I appreciate so much all that you've done, all that you are doing, and more importantly, all yet that you are still going to do because he who began a good work in you completed until the day of the lord jesus christ thank you love you my friend and i continue you. good health to you sir thank you sir.
0: very helpful conversation here today and we'll talk more with percy about it in just a moment and what we all can do to reach out through our churches if you or someone you love is fighting cancer consider cancer treatment centers of america part of city of hope they treat the whole person body mind and spirit Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America with City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have. The number is 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, you and Mark laid it out for us here today. Churches need to be involved here.
1: Bottom line, again, we are mandated We are mandated by the word of God that if there's somebody that's hungry among us, if there's somebody who's in prison, if there's someone who is sick, we should attend to their needs. And from a cancer care perspective, the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program, free as we know and as we've talked about, please go to ourjourneyofhope.com to sign up and register for our two free days of training We've trained over 3,000 churches at this point with this program, but we are mandated by the Word of God. Based upon the numbers that you quoted earlier today, 39% of people are estimated to be diagnosed with cancer in America at some point in their lifetime. Uh, Part of that number is sitting inside of every local church in our country, and the question is, what are we doing about it, and have we equipped the saints to go do the work of the ministry, according to Ephesians 4.11. And so with that, we are sending a clarion call for everyone that is listening. If you belong to a local church, Go and speak with your pastor, sign up for this training, and bring that back to your local church to start a cancer care ministry immediately. It'll make a difference in the lives of the people that you serve and those who are sitting inside of your local church.
0: You gave the website, I'll give it again, ourjourneyofhope.com to directly uh, get the information you need, ourjourneyofhope.com. And also, when you go to our program website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, there's a resource there called Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church which can be very, which can be very helpful in helping people who want to uh, foster this relationship with their own church.
1: Absolutely, it gives you kind of a, a, a working idea of what a cancer care ministry in your church can look like and how it can be tailored. There's a lot of unique dynamics that one can do. Again, over three thousand churches uh, that that has gone through this program and they all have unique variations of how they approach cancer care ministry, but they have a a standing. Uh, uh, equipped group of people who are there, established inside of their local church, ready to meet people's needs immediately, and you can do the same. And that's what this document is designed for, cancer care ministry and your church, to see what that can look like inside of your local congregation.
0: It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We look forward to hearing your stories of how God uses this information and how you use the information for your own church and ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, Percy, thank you. Um, I, I want to go back to Scripture because it's so powerful to open and close our programs each week. So take us back to uh, that, that passage in Luke. Luke 5, as we
1: close, uh, tells us exactly how we should be modeling behavior with regard to those around us who need to be taken to the feet of Christ to be ministered to. And it says this, Men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We have an obligation that for people who are struggling and hurting and dealing with the issues of mental and emotional and spiritual sickness and disease, when they cannot walk or carry themselves, we, the local church, should be carrying them and helping them to get back to the feet of Christ to be ministered to accordingly while they're receiving good medical and clinical care. Today, remember, we are not to be standing on the side watching the parade. God is requiring us to get in and get on the float with the
0: parade. Well said. Two websites to remember, ourjourneyofhope.com and, health, hope, and inspiration.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. Percy, thanks for your ministry to all of us.
1: Thank you, my friend. And remember, we really do have work to do. Go help pick up somebody's mat and carry them back to the feet of Christ today.
0: Let's keep chopping the wood. God bless. Be well. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.